Creative Coaching Podcast, where we bring together coaches, athletes, former athletes, leaders, and influencers. Everyone has a story, and my hope is that when you listen to their stories, you will be inspired and live your life to tell your story one day. Today's guest is Joey Brooks. Coach Brooks is an assistant coach at Nickel State. We talked to him today about being led by passion, being a star in your role, and having a heart of gratitude. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. How's it going, Mike? It's going Happy good. to be here, man. It's going good, Coach. I'm so glad to have you on. Uh, you know, been in communication here for the last couple months and uh, really wanted to have you on. I know recruiting, being out on the road, getting some time for yourself as well. Uh, all those things factor in. And I'm here again, just so glad that you took the time and made the time. So uh, let's go ahead and get started, Coach. And I'll ask you the same question I ask everybody else. Because to me, I ask that question not just as a uh, an icebreaker, but Sometimes we just got to figure out, like, hey, what, hey, how did this all happen? And uh, kind of reflection, time of reflection, if you will. But how were you introduced to the game of basketball coming out of Houston? Um, you know, well, I think I think that's a obviously that's a great part, um, a great place for me to start because um, you know, in, with anything that I do, um, I always am try to you know try and. I want to be led by passion. I want to be led by uh, what wakes me up in the morning and the things that, that get me excited and um, the things that make me feel that make me feel good, not only about myself, but make me feel good about what I'm doing and how I'm impacting others. Um, and from a very early age, especially from the passion standpoint, um, you know, most kids grow up and on Saturday mornings, they're, um, you know, they're watching cartoons or they're hanging out at the house playing video games. My dad would take me up to the YMCA. Um, he'd take me to the gym on Saturday mornings at eight o'clock and pretty much from eight to, um, you know, 1130 noon, um, it was just basketball. Um, you know, sometimes if there was, you know, if there was a, a few scragglers or something, I could get a game in at the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe a game in at the end, but, uh, you know, more times than not, it was just being up there shooting around, seeing the older guys play, getting a chance to, you know, kind of play against the older guys sometimes, getting a chance to, you know, to kind of talk to them and learn from them and um, just be in the gym, just be shooting around and, and dribbling a ball. And, you know, that's over the course of, you know, many years that, you know, every Saturday. Um, and so that, that, that just sparked a love and a passion for the game that, um, you know, that continues still to this day. That's great coach. You know, your story is similar to mine in the sense that my dad used to take me, uh, to meet up with a group of men from our church and it wasn't a church league or anything. It was just a men's group that we had and, uh, just grew up playing against some of those older guys. Uh, I, you know, we're still in the same church and we see each other every Sunday it's just amazing how basketball really built or bridged a gap uh, between me and those people. And it grew a passion uh, for the game because I associated playing basketball 
with men who cared about me and were, you know, as they say, it takes a village to raise a mm-hmm. child. And mm-hmm. so here again, still having the majority of those men in my life now. So yeah, the association with, you know, you talked about passion, uh, which leads kind of to your purpose and all that. The game has really provided, it seems like it's provided a whole lot for you from that perspective. Yeah. So what was your experience like as a player, both in high school coming out of straight Jesuit in 09 and then off to Notre Dame? What was that like? Well, it's, it's interesting because, you know, to kind of go back, um, and, and I recently saw, um, I forget where this was. I, I believe it was somewhere on Twitter and it was a really good, I thought it was really, uh, it really got to the heart of some, some, some of the things that I think have kind of begun to plague the, the game of basketball, especially at the grassroots level. But, um, you know, when I, when I was in high school, um, there weren't really, it was really the very, if you had a high, if you had a mixtape, yeah. Um, if you had a high school mixtape when I was coming out, it was like you were like the number one player in the country. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Or you were LeBron James or you were You know, back then it was O. J. Mayo, guys like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say it, 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 yeah. I was just gonna say O. J. Mayo. Um and so like that was the like not everybody had a mixtape. Yeah. Um and to kind of go a little bit to the you know, to the original part of, you know, what influenced me in the game. Um, and you know, you know, how my, my initial experience around the game, um, I playing against older guys, like nobody cares about your mixtape. Nobody cares <laughs> about like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, like you go and play with older dudes. I'm trying to stay on. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I'm trying to, I came to win a couple, you know, win, you know, and stay on and play as many games as I can. Um, you know, here in this Saturday morning. And so it's just about competing and doing what it takes to help your team win. And that's the foundation of who I was as a, as a basketball player. Yeah. Um, and so that translated to, you know, my early AAU years, my high school years where, you know, ultimately as a high school player, we were the number one team, one, you know, we were number one team in the country. Um, I went to straight Jesuit, which is a small private school. Um, but we had some really talented football players who ended up playing football at Division One level. We had a handful of guys who were um, who played basketball at the Division One level. Um, Tim Frazier, who was my point guard, who you know was fortunate enough to play at the NBA level and still play at the NBA level yeah. now. Wow. Um, you know, we had a really special team, but we had a team of guys who, you know, we didn't have mixtapes. Um, yeah. You know, after our after our you know after being number one you know team in the country and. You know, we went. We were undefeated through the regular season and went to state. We took our high school to the state finals for the first time ever um, in 5A history. We were the first private school to ever play in um, in the 5A state tournament. Yeah. Um, and so, like after that, like they made some mixtapes of our team and stuff. But like, we were just a bunch of dudes that like really loved playing, really loved competing. Um, you know, really like hated losing more than we really enjoyed winning. We just didn't yeah. want to lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you didn't lose so much. Was, you only lost one game that year, thirty-seven and one. So yeah, yeah. I could tell yeah, you. I hated unfortunately, that. <laughs> unfortunately, we 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 uh, we we weren't able to close it out. But um, I think that just that that foundation of um, you know, doing what it takes for your team to win, um, and doing what it takes you know for your team to be successful. 
And, you know, if that translates to, you know, personal accolade, great. Um, if that translates to, you know what I mean, to an opportunity at the Division One level or, you know, scholarship opportunity, which it did, um, great. But um, that's not the things, you know, that's not what led us, what led me. Yeah. Um, and so that, you know, that competitive nature and that, you know, just, just, you know, willingness to, to strive to, to, to be really, really good. And, um, you know, that just, that kind of, you know, was kind of how I was raised. And, um, you know, ultimately that, you know, translated into, uh, who I was as a player in high school. Um, and then, you know, growing into my years at Notre Dame, um, I brag to people all the time. I never had a bad teammate in my, in my history of all the teams that I was a part of, which is very, you know, I think that's a rare thing for someone to say nowadays. Yeah. Um, but it's true, true. It's so true. All the teammates I had, high school, uh, college, um, even the guys into my early coaching career um, at Purdue and now at Nickel State, I've been very fortunate to be a part of um, some really, really great groups of young men who, um, you know, who are who are about the right things and um, who not only say it, but, you know, exemplify it and, um, and do it in a way that, you know, allows you to win games, but but also, um, you know, just, just have a little bit more about you, um, you know, than wins and losses or your stat line or whatever it is. So, um, you know, just been very fortunate to, to always have experiences like that um, in, my, in my life. Being around character, guys, means a lot. It's not just uh, you can learn from them, so that's great. But iron sharpens iron. And the more that you view people's character – and if it's strong character, like you're saying, every day, you're either getting influenced by it or you're influencing them to get better as well. So it just mm-hmm. makes for a great environment, I think, for growth and the ability to learn how to be a better person every day. And again, a better example of, uh, of what, you, what it is you're trying to become one day, you know, at that level, at the college level. So that's great to hear, Coach. Uh, who or what influenced you to go into the coaching profession? Um, that's a really great question. Um, and I think, you know, without, you know, without thinking too hard and wanting it to be a gut reaction, I think it had, it had to have been, you know, the coaches that coached me. Um, and the coaches that coached me, um, you know, when I think about it, I think of uh, John Lucas. Um, yeah. who's like a, a great mentor of mine. Um, I think of Chris Walker, yeah. who uh, you know, Chris. coached in college for many years. Chris, yeah. re- really good guy. Um, I think of my high school coach, Wayne Jones, yeah. um, who all those guys, I think, in some way, shape, or form, um, obviously are passionate and love the game and love teaching. Um, but they have you know something about them where they, they want, the guys they coach to, to, you know, to be better men for having, you know, for having come through their program or having played for their team. Um, and, um, you know, I just, I just think, you know, that there was always a part where I knew with those guys, um, even with coach Bray, um, I worked for coach painter. Um, I think, you know, the fact that I'm, I'm able to say I've never had a bad teammate speaks to the coaches in, in terms of who they allowed to be a part of their culture, who they allowed to be a part of their team. Yeah. Um, and, um, 
you know, I just, I just uh, have always felt that um, at the end of the day, I knew that those guys cared about me as a person. Um, And, oh, by the way, you know, I can teach you, you know, ball screen D or I can, um, you know, show you how to work on your jump shot or I can show you how to improve your left hand or I can, um, you know, show you a mic and drill or whatever it is. And so, you know, one of the things that I always, I tell my players this and we, you know, I, and, and I, you know, anyone I've ever coached will, will say this, you know, I sit, I sit down and I really explain to them, like, you know, at the end of the day, it, if I can just help you learn, you know, 1%, um, of something that helps you become the better, the best version of yourself, um, you know, as a man, as a young person, um, if I can show you a way of thinking, or if I can talk to you about uh, how to handle disappointment, or how to prepare yourself, um, you know, to 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 play at a level where um, that you expect. Um, if I can teach you, you know, something like something along those lines, you know, and make you one percent better um, than you were, you know, when I got you as a young person, then you know that's my job. My job has been done. Yeah. Um, and so. Um, you know, I, I, I contradict myself all the time and I tell my guys like like I'm not a coach and I use coach in air quotes because um I just see myself as someone who loves the game, um and who, you know, because of my experiences I've been exposed um, you know, to you know, to a lot of different things that I, I, I really just believe could help uh young people along along their journey and because of that I believe that, you know, God has put me into the path of young people, of young players, um, because of that passion and because of that, those experiences. And if that call, if that makes me a coach, then, you know, that's what they call it. But at the end of the day, I don't, I don't really see it that way. I just see it as, you know, as, as me trying to help the, the, the next person, the next young man, um, just be a little bit better, just be 1% better. And, um, I think I've been able to do that. And, and, you know, for the rest of my life, I think that'll be, that'll be the very foundation of my goals is, am I helping those people? Um, that I'm, that God, you know, puts into my life and I help, am I helping them 1%? And so, um, if I can keep answering yes to that, I'll, I'll keep doing it, man. If I can't, then then I'll be done. (laughs) Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. If you wake up one day in that drive and that passion to not do that is there, then yeah, it's time to kind of maybe explore some other aspect of, of the game of mentorship, of leadership, of discipleship, however you want to see it. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's great, Coach, because you're talking about impact. When you say all that, that means you want to make an impact on society, on young people, on, on this in this world. Who, quite frankly, given all the things that are happening in this world right now as we speak, uh, really needs uh, those type of people to step up while there's a lot of confusion going on. And I think mm-hmm. uh, you know what you're saying is just so vital. So. Moving on to your experience as a GA at Purdue, what was that like being under Coach uh, Matt Painter? Coach Painter, um, oh man, he's a special guy. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things that really separates him from a lot of the experiences that I've had in the game is he's so detailed. Um, and the amount of detail that he puts into, um, you know, his, his craft, um, it, you can't help but you know not you can't help but be around that guy and not uh and, and learn you yeah. know what i mean and, yeah. and and pick stuff up and 
Um, especially if you're, if you have a passion for it, like, you know, like I do, like he does, like I know you do, um, you go, you know, and, and watch a practice or you watch a game or, um, you know, you study some film with them and you're gonna, you're gonna learn something, um, every single time. And so, um, you know, having been around that level of detail and now getting to, you know, sort of continue to build on my journey, um, in this game. Um, it, it, it really is going to, I think what's going to allow me to be, continue to be, um, successful. And I think that's one of the goals that I have is to continuously just sort of be around people who have seen more than I have, who have experienced more than I have, who, uh, you know, maybe have seen it from a different perspective and to do whatever I can to just continuously, um, one of the things that I learned, um, early and that I really try to emphasize uh, not only with myself, but, you know, I try to tell my guys too is, um, you know, George Raveling, um, Kevin Eastman both use this term and I know Kevin got it from George. Um, and I'm pretty sure I got it from, from Coach Rav too, but, uh, be a lifelong learner. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, be someone who's always, uh, you know, continuously pushing the envelope, you know, in terms of doing what you can do, um, to sharpen your skills, to be around other people who are doing it differently, to see it. Um, from a different angle to, you know, work with a player who maybe, um, you know, you, you wouldn't have the opportunity to work with or to, to go and rebound for a guy. And I think, um, you know, when, when you have that sort of egoless approach of just always wanting to learn and always trying to, to just continuously uh, pick things up and, and, you know, um, you know, really bring value to, to any situation, just, from you know standpoint of asking good questions or uh, you know being attentive or little things like that, and I think um, as I continue to move forward, I think those are the things that that really really allow you to um, to to always you know keep the game fresh for it to be you know really exciting always because you, you you really realize that there's always something you can pick up, there's always something you can take from a given situation. So yeah, um, just being that lifelong learner. Um, and I think, you know, having that awareness and then going to work with coach painter, who obviously, you know, like I said, is one of the most detailed guys I've ever been around. Um, you know, that definitely those two things, you know, really came together to make my experience really special. Fantastic coach. Like what you said about the people you you're surrounding yourself with. And I think that's important because we teach kids, even at a young age, you are who you hang around with. And I think mm -hmm. the flip side of that is true as well. Like we talked about iron sharpening iron. Uh, you are who you hang around with. Like mm -hmm. there's a saying out there in, in the, that uh, you, you get with the five closest people uh, to you and you kind of figure out what you're about because uh, yeah. of the, that sphere of influence. So, Coach, how did that time as a GA prepare you for your role now in Nickel State? I really think um, it, it prepared me from the standpoint where I really got to understand and came to to really accept um, the idea that um, you know we when you're a part of a team when you're part of a staff when you're part of an organization um, and um, I've heard Coach Bray I mean Coach K Coach Shusevsky, um has said this about our program at Notre Dame is you know some some you know, you play against some teams um, and then you play against programs, you play against organizations or you play against teams. Um, and uh, I think that the difference 
between that is he was saying, you know, I, I think his reference was Notre Dame is a program. Yeah. Um, and I think that comes from, um, you know, a very strong specific culture. Um, and one of the things about the Purdue culture that, you know, really is going to prepare me as I, for the rest of my life really is, um, you know, there's a strong culture of work and doing your job. And, you know, we used to tell our players all the time, do your job, do your part, do what you're asked to do and do it consistently and do it at a high level and do it all the time. And, um, you know, as a coach, um, that, that, that really speaks to, um, you know, what we're asked to do sometimes as assistant coaches is to, 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 to be really, really good at doing my job. Yeah. Be really, really good at preparing the scouting report, um, you know, putting guys through workouts, uh, doing film, like be really, really good in those areas. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of times where, you know, as players, you don't really grasp how, um, being really, really good in your role, in your job, in your, uh, specific, you know, you know, you know, role on the team or what have you. Um, people say, you know, be star, be a star in your role. And that's, you know, it's, it's a cliche. Um, but I think the more players, young players are able to understand, um, young coaches are able to understand, like, you don't have to be the jack of all trades guy. Yeah. You don't have to be yeah. the guy who can do, you know, who can like, like you can work towards that. Yeah. But if there's a specific, um, you know, area that you really bring a lot of value, bring value to that area and do it every day and, you know, allow that to become, you know, your role and what you bring to the table and, you know, build from there. Um, but yeah. I think, you know, a lot of times young players get, get, get caught up trying to be all things to all people or to, you know, to show what they, you know, show, you know, prove people, prove to people that they can do this or do that. And, yeah. um, I think a lot of times you get caught up um, and it's funny because over the summer, um, over the summer, uh, you, you, you know, you talk about going out and, and watching, you know, AAU tournaments. Um, I had some guys who played in the summer league and there's so many parallels when you look at AAU and summer league. And I think me and you might've talked about this. Yeah, we did, we did. Um, we did. And there's so many parallels on when you go and watch an AAU tournament and you watch a kid and he's, you know, he's trying to do stuff that he can't do and you can tell. And anyone who's, you know, who's been around the game, you know, for any period of time, you know, can tell. Um, And so these are high school kids. And then you go and watch the NBA summer league. And and it's like, dude, I, I, I've watched you play, you know, in college and I know what you do well. And you're out there making yourself look like a fool yeah. trying to do things that you can't do. Yeah. And the best players who are successful in those settings are the guys who understand, man, here's what I do well. Here's where I bring value. Here's where I can really, really, really make an impact on a game or on a program or on whatever. And I'm just going to do that. And through the course of doing that, I think um, when you really, really become really great at focusing on that that's how you find yourself in positions where you're then able to do more yeah um and so i think you know you know coach painter did a really good job of always preaching to our guys do your job Um, just do your job and um you know that filtered over into us as a staff um whereas a ga you know i was asked to you know you know prepare 
a bunch of, you know, things for the coaches in terms of film or scouting report or, um, you know, there's a lot of times where I was out of the office for, you know, six hours because I'm, I'm running all of our skill development stuff with our, with our guys. Um, and so I'm in the gym eight to, you know, eight to three, eight to four. And, you know, I don't necessarily maybe get a chance to, to sit on coach painter's desk and listen to him, you know, talk through a film or whatever it is because I'm downstairs. Yeah. But you know, understanding and having that, that, that security of, well, this is, you know, this is really a, a strong way where I can impact our, our program is, is by making sure that guys get really, really good skill work, skill development, um, on a daily basis. And maybe I have to give up, you know, some time in the office where I can't, you know, watch film with Coach Payne or listen to his stories or, you know, talk to some of our assistant coaches, but that's okay. Um, and so, you know, just having that, just having that, that understanding of, um, you know, knowing where you can really impact and, and, and have and bring value and not being distracted by maybe some of the things that you're not able to do or that you're not doing. Um, and I think it was, I think it was a, a John Wooden quote and, you know, John Wooden's a Purdue guy. So um, I think John Wooden's quote was don't allow the things that um, you can't do to keep you from doing the things that you can yeah. um, and, and doing them really well. And so, um, you know, that's one of the, one of the lessons that I took or that I really, really, I think, you know, really it came into fruition in my work. Um, and you know, that, that to me is something that that's going to carry on, um, no matter yeah. where I go. You bring up a great point here again about doing your part and, you know, players, if they come to understand that there's very few guys that can do everything great, uh, they have names like LeBron, Kawhi, uh, right. Kevin Durant, you know. Those guys do a lot of things great, uh, uh-huh. but in the the big scope of things, there's nothing wrong with being a role player. There's nothing wrong with not being the best player. Uh, uh-huh. they, they can all look to just embrace that role in the part that they play in team success. And I think culture plays a part of it. You You mentioned culture earlier. And so my next question for you is how crucial is cultivating a proper team culture uh, within a program? Well, to me, I think it's, I think it's, it's everything. Um, because at the end of the day, um, you know, you know, and, and, and I'm saying this to you now as a coach, um, but at the end of the day, it's not about us as coaches. Um, it's really not. And, you know, we can guide, and I tell my players this, is I'm the GPS, right? I can guide you. I can, you tell me where you want to go. I can help you show you how to get there. But your GPS is, isn't driving for you. You got to drive. You got to press the pedal. You got to get behind the wheel. You got to put your seatbelt on. Do the work. You got to. Yeah. You got to do the driving. And um, you know, in, in my experience, uh, a strong culture um, is a player-led culture. It's a culture where the, yeah. the 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 guys you have on the bus um, are about the right things. And goes back to um, you know, kind of you know, the the foundation I have with this game, which is. Um, you know, are you about the right things? You know, do you have substance to what you do? Um, you know, uh, you know, one of the things is, is, you know, there's, there's talent, um, there's substance, and then there's substance with talent. Um, yeah. and when you get that sweet spot of guys who are talented, um, but who also have substance and who have good character and know, um, you know, when the coach isn't there, you know what I mean? They're going to shoot the 100 free throws that the coach asked them to shoot. 
Accountability. Um, they're gonna, yeah. And their accountability, and they're going to record the number like they're supposed to. Um, yeah. And if, you know, everybody's supposed to be there and, you know, guys aren't there, they're going to, like you said, they're going to hold them accountable. Um, and that's really where you see special, where you see special players, special teams, um, special programs, um, and, you know, a couple special teams, um, I mean, a couple special players who are about the right things can really build up a team and you get enough of those individual players. You have enough of those really special teams and you start to build something, um, that's, you know, a really special organization or program and, um, some of the best in, in, in all of sports, you know, you, you think about your Patriots, you think about your Spurs, you think about your Bulls. Yeah. 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 <laughs> San Antonio. Yeah. yeah. Think about the Spurs. Um, you know, it, it, it the, the faces, um, change sometimes and, um, you know, they, they, they come and go, but, um, you know, the, the, the key components of, um, you know, I think the Spurs, the way they put it is, you know, are you over yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, they ask like, you know, we want guys who are over themselves and what that is getting to is really just at the core of it is, are you, are you about the right things? Are you about yeah. other people? Yeah. Um, helping, helping to be others, uh, help others be better and, um, you know, doing your part, um, and not worrying about, you know, kind of who gets the credit or who, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's what's on the front of the jersey and what's not on the back. And so, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, all those things, you know, build up into that. But at the core of it, it it's just making sure you got the right people on the bus, and making sure that those people are about the right things. And, yeah. um, you know, once you get those people, it's just about, you know, loving them and coaching them and, you know, trying to get the best out of them. And I think, um, you know, you see that at the highest level with some of the best organizations, whether it be in college uh, or at the professional level. Definitely. Player-led programs and cultures. uh, And it makes it, you know, honestly, he said about a GPS, makes it easier for the GPS to function. Uh, Right. It really does. It's like being a GPS for a Ferrari. Uh, You know, it's just, it's a smooth, it's a nice drive. It's fast. You're getting a lot done. You become more productive in those type of environments. And I think that for every coach, productivity is at a premium at times because sometimes we feel like we're walking in sand and it just, it's a, it's, it's, it's a grueling thing. But when you have that kind of culture, man, everything is, is really smooth. So kind of moving into to what you have been experiencing as your time as a coach, uh, what have you learned about yourself during this process? I think one of the things um, that I'm most proud to have learned is, um, you know, it it really is centered around the fact that um, it's, it's not, it's not about, it's not about me. It's not about recognition for me. Um, And it's, it's one of the more, it's one of the most sort of, um, you know, interesting dynamics is, I found in my experience is that the more I pour into the guys that I'm around, whether it be teammates, whether it be guys I'm coaching, whether it be guys I'm training, the more I pour into them, into their stories, into helping them, you know, learn more about them, learn more about what makes them tick. The more I pour into those things and figure out what are the ways that I can help 
one through 13. Yeah. And they're a little, they're a little bit different. It would be a little bit different for each guy, but there are some things that are core with all of it. Um, and so, you know, what can I do to really, uh, you know, help this person? I call it just like, like it's that GPS mindset. It's that, um, 1% mindset where if I can just, you know, sort of adjust your sales, you know, and, and a lot of times like in our business coach, especially where we are, where you and I are now, um, the, the, the high school experience, the college experience, it's such a formative time yeah. where if, if you can just shift the guys win sales just a little bit and maybe send them off onto a path that's just a little bit different um, than maybe it would have been without you, um, that's a really rewarding experience, man. Yeah, and it it makes you feel really good. It makes me feel really good. Yeah, and and that's a and and that in and of itself is somewhat of a selfish thing, right? I want that yeah. feeling. Yeah, chasing, um, chasing that feeling. Yeah, right, right. And you know, I've I've come to to really learn that like that like and, you know I you know I love basketball. I can talk basketball with you and you know if you like you know nonstop at the end of the day. Like I know history of the game. We like all of it. We can talk all that. But at yeah. the end of the day. Like that to me is way more, it feels way better than, you know what I mean? You know, winning a couple extra games or, you know, when, 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 like you said, like, you know, when you have special groups like that, that are about the right things, you know what I mean? You could win 30 games with, with, with a group that really makes it hard on you yeah, or you could win you know, 18 games with a group that really fills you, fills you up and, you know, builds you up. Yeah. And those, you know, those two things, you know, on paper, 30 wins looks better than 18 wins, but you know, there's a part of you that would, you know, may prefer 18 wins if it meant, you know, get having a little bit better of an experience with the guys that you coach. And so, wow. um, yeah, you know, that part of it is really, really, really what, what, what fulfills me and makes me feel really good is, helping to see, you know, helping to adjust the guy's sales and to help him 1%, you know, and to see that he's, you know, better off because of that. Yeah. Man, that's a great, that's a great feeling. That's a great point because I got into coaching because of people. I never got into coaching to win a, a ton of games and be the most winningest whatever in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though that's very important as far as outcomes of games and success and all that. But, at the end of the day, uh, I think most coaches would say, yeah, because it's a process, we'd want a smoother process instead of having to, you know, pull teeth all year long just to have some success. I think most of us would say, you know, if we're not on the hot seat, that is, most of us would say, I'll take that that group of young people that just, it's, it's a joy to coach them every day uh-huh. over the team that I've got to really stress out over, don't know what they're going to be up to when they're not with us. Don't know, mm-hmm. don't know what kind of shenanigans are going to get into and what it'll cost them. Uh, mm-hmm. And us as a team, uh, I, I'd rather not have to deal with that. And I think that here again, if you're not on the hot seat and you can and you're okay with where you're at, uh, you know, with your with your job, you'll take that any day. So that, right. that that's that's a phenomenal point and and a great point of emphasis. So my next question for you, Coach, is uh, how important is gratitude? You know, as far as how grateful are you knowing that all the sacrifices that you made to be where you're at, uh, how, how much gratitude do you have to be in the position that you're in? 
Man, Coach, I know, and this is actually, you know, really it's a testament to you because we didn't talk about these questions before. No, we didn't. Um, but when you <laughs> sent when you sent some of them to me, man, they are spot on in terms of, um, you know, what I think is important. And, um, you know, I am I am a a incredible proponent and supporter of just being really, really, um, you know, grateful for the very, very basics. Yeah, and the the you know and and this actually is a great story and and hopefully um, I hope that this you know helps someone somewhere. But I you know when I was in college, um, and I had a I battled a, you know I went through a really strong period where um, where I was you know really feeling somewhat of a depression um, and a and you know and a and a just a just a bottomless pit of my life where. I wasn't really playing as much, um, you, know, you know, playing at the division one level, it's hard. There's a lot of, there's a lot of pressures. There's a lot of things you have to be, um, you know, on top of, there's a lot of pulling at you. There's, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're playing on TV, but if you're not playing 20 minutes, then guys are, you know, they're pounding on you there, yeah. man, that dude played eight minutes, they played 10 minutes. Yeah. And so when you're in it, it's hard to have, like perspective for, um, you know, for, you know, how fortunate you are, how blessed you are. And so I was in a depression. I'm like, man, I need to be playing more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, man, these other guys at other schools are playing more than me. He's doing this, he's doing that. And so it got to the point where I was, you know, you know, it was hard for me to go to class. It was hard for me to, you know, you know, go about my day. And I ultimately, um, I ultimately had a, a, a Lafonso Ellis is one of the guys who helped me get through it, um, and it turned into uh, a thing where every morning, you know, when I woke up, I changed all my alarms. Uh, when I finally reached the you know the point where I was like, man, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I got to you know, I got to turn some things around. Um, I changed all of my alarms on my phone to dedicate today to God, wow. and. And, you know, I started off each day by just saying, you know, thank you, God, for my two feet and my two hands. And thank you for the money. You know what I mean? Perspective. Thank you for the money in my pocket where I can literally, if I'm hungry, I can go and get a sandwich. I can go and get a meal. You know what I mean? I'm, 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 I'm on scholarship and earning a degree, um, you know, at a great university. Um, you know, thank you for the health of my family. Thank you for the health of my, you know, myself, of my teammates. Um, thank you for allowing me, you know, to, to have two eyes. So I, you know, so I can, you know, play this game and, um, so that I can, you know, really basic stuff like that, that, you know, you probably, you know, your average person is not waking up every day and saying, thank you for my two eyes. Yeah. But when you return, when you return your focus to, just those little things of, man, I'm so happy I can see these colors. I'm so happy I can, you know what I mean? I can run up and down the floor. I'm so happy I can pick my, my son up with my hand. I don't have a son, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can get you. do those things. And when you return your focus to those things, and that to me is the heart of being grateful and being you know thankful is just, you know, seeing it from the very, 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 you know, smallest, you know, thing and being so grateful for that to the point where it opens up, you're like, Oh wow. 
man, I got two feet. Wow, I can, I got money in my pocket. I can order something. I can go to this restaurant. I can. And yeah. so it just helps you see everything from a from a, a, a point of view that um, it makes it really hard to you know to not be appreciative and to not be happy. Um, and so every little thing you get from there is gravy. Yeah. Man, I got yeah. clothes, I got clothes on my back. I got money in my pocket. You know what I mean? I, I I'm not sick. I'm healthy. You know, I can help people. I can you know. And so it's like, man, I like I I got everything I need. And then from there. You, it just, you know, it it just seems like, you know, your world opens and everything yeah. that you get from there is just, you know, icing on the cake. And, yeah. um, and and when things do go bad and when, you know, when you have bad things happen to you, you return to your very basics. I'm, I'm my health. I still have my health. My family is good. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, I missed the game winning shot or I missed, I missed the coverage, you know, on that, on that kickoff return or I, you know what I mean? Or someone... Yeah said something bad about me on social media, but when you have that center of, man, I'm really grateful for my faith. I'm really grateful for my family. I'm really grateful for the ability to, you know, to be alive and to learn and to, to grow and to see different, you know, things and to visit different cities and countries because of basketball, like that helps every single situation. Um, and it helps you, you know, when things are, are, high when things are low you know it, it gives you that even that middle ground of, of you know the things that are most important and um and i think that 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 you know developing that grateful heart um it just allows it just allows for you know for your the sky to be your limit yeah um and for your lip you know what i mean and, and, and yeah. that's 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 a you know that's a i think that's a cheat code um, yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I really do think gratitude yeah. is a cheat code. Yeah, no, man, it's uh, a it's a cheat code. It's a life hack. Uh, the ceiling is the roof, like MJ said. When yeah. You, when, you, when, you, when, when you have that perspective, man, like it, it's you know facts, straight up facts. When you, when you when you can look at you know gratitude plus contentment, you equal happiness all the time. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. better. Because uh, most people are not content with their lives, and, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, and then there's a plethora of things we can talk about with that. But you bring, you know, here again, your perspective is 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 to me spot on with, you know, being a successful person, and always knowing that success is something that's subjective when we look outside of ourselves, but when we're self-aware, we can really find success in the things that most people would say. Uh, I don't think that's too like you talked about. You're not playing as much. People back home, especially coming out of Houston, a lot of lot of voices coming out saying, "Man, he went over there. He just needs to transfer or whatever." Right? Mm-hmm. But it's like mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for the fact that I'm here in, in South Bend, Indiana. I'm at one of the greatest institutions in the country. I'm at a place mm-hmm. that Coach Mike wish he could have gone and played football at. You know, I'm, I'm doing, you know, <laughs> I, you know yeah. and, and so it's a great perspective, Coach. And I think that uh, you can convey that to young people, the young people you work with and, and other coaches and, and, and the like. You you really are doing your part in life. So I, I always, from my last question, I always ask my guests about legacy. And, and I kind of want to tie in you talked about a lot of things that you value and, and I, and I'm hearing you about what you're valuing the most in life. And so to kind of set yourself up a foundation and a pathway 
to a legacy as you're starting off your coaching career, what would you want that legacy to be when it's all said and done? Um, that's a, that's a really great question. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's actually one that I, that I think about. I don't know if I think about it in those words all the time, but yeah. I definitely think about it in terms of, you know, what do I want to be the lasting impression that people have on me? And I think, I really just think it's, it's, it's two words that come to mind immediately. It's, um, love and it's connection. And, um, I, I, I really, really, really do believe that everything I do, um, whether it be a drill, whether it be correcting, you know, a young guy in practice, whether it be a note or a text that I send to a, 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 a player who I'm no longer coaching, but who I, you know, coached at one point, have a relationship with, you know, just checking in on them. Hey, you know, how's it going? You know, what are some things that you're struggling with? Can I help you? Um, and allowing, you know, that love and that connection to really, really, really fuel everything that I do and to be the spark plug to everything that I do. Um, because I think ultimately, um, that's what we're all after, you know, and, yeah. and if you strip it down to, you know, its basic form, um, you know, when, you know, you know, God teaches us to be like, to be like a child and, you know, in terms of our, uh, you know, our view on the world in terms of, um, you know, just having, just having that, that sort of, uh, you know, blind love and compassion and, um, you know what I'm saying, care for how your actions affect the person next to you, yeah. how you, you know, your words, positive or negative, um, you know, affect the people around you and wanting to pour into that connection and, um, and do it in a way that's unique. I mean, you do it, do it, do it how, I mean, you got to be true to yourself, man. You got to like, yeah. you got to be yourself. Yep. Um, and I think, you know, I, 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 you know, I really, I, I, I feel as though that energy, that love, that unique, um, sort of desire to, to, to want to connect and to want to, um, you know, to help, you know, build people up. I think that comes across, um, in my work. And if I were a hairdresser, I think it would come across. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. How I did, how I did your hair. Yeah. If I, yeah. Paint, if I painted houses, I think, you know, the colors that I suggested would come, would come across in terms of my, you know, what, you know, what I believe and, yeah. you know, what I wanted, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just think it's that, you know, that, um, that filters through everything that I, that I do yeah. and God just to, to, to bless me, you know, with the ability and the size and the passion and the love for, for basketball. So, I tell people that, you know, basketball is the vessel. Basketball is kind of, you know, how God has blessed me with the with the ability to connect with people. Yeah. Um, but people are at the core. Yeah. And a love for people and a genuine love for um, you know, for my purpose, um, you know, in other people's lives is I think um, you know, what I would love for my legacy to be. Love your neighbor as yourself and then love your enemies too. So there's no way around it, Coach. Like, I, it's how I live my life, and that's what I believe in. And I'm glad you said what you said about love and connection because a lot of people are, are living and dying on the fact that they want to be loved, and they, and they should be loved uh, for, mm -hmm. for all the right reasons. And then the connection, the personal connection and attention, because time and attention are two great commodities that I think the society is looking for. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, those 
great points, Coach, and and I really like where you're, where you're headed with everything, Coach, your career. I, I think it's going to be very successful. Uh, I think you know what you're doing. And so I appreciate your time, Coach. I really do. It's been really, really good time, you know, here talking with you. So thank you for being on the show, and I appreciate your time. Man, I appreciate you, uh, Mike. Um, like I said, I was really excited, you know, from our very first, first, very first time we spoke on the phone and um, and met each other. I felt like there was a lot that we had, uh, you know, in terms of the synergy, in terms of you know the the type of person you are and the type of you know that filters into the way that you coach and that filters into um, the way that your players, you know, the guys that you're that are you know that you're entrusted with, the way that they respond to you. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that speaks a lot to, um, your core values. And, um, if there's one thing, you know, if there's one thing that I, that I, you know, definitely, you know, will leave is, is you know, young people don't compare yourself to others. Yeah. Um, comparison is the theft of joy. Yeah. I truly believe that. Yeah. You're um, right on. you know, and, uh, and, you know, I really feel as though you do a great job coach of, of, of loving yours and, yeah. um, you know, putting your best into, you know, the, the young men and the people and your family and, and the people who you're entrusted with. And, um, you know, that to me is an inspiration. And I'm, and I'm Thank happy you. that, Thank that you. you had me on, Coach. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Coach. Thank you for listening to the Creative Coaching Podcast. You can find us at iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor. And you can even follow us on Twitter at Creative Coach 47 Thank you.